Get Visible Online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Colin Scotland about how he helps entrepreneurs through being a marketing coach. Colin is on a mission to extinguish the myths about marketing. He runs a marketing coaching business, marketing incubator, masterminds, and the Awaken Creator program. He helps mission-driven entrepreneurs to find their spark and never let it go so they can fulfill their potential and change lives doing what they love. He helps mission-driven entrepreneurs find clarity and get better results from marketing so they can transform more people's lives. He loves to teach and to help others and to serve. Colin also loves marketing. He is guided first by love, compassion, and service to those around him. He also loves working with creative entrepreneurs passionate about what they do. He is the secret weapon working behind the scenes with marketing agency owners and six and seven figure coaches. Welcome, Colin. Thank you for having me here, Virginia. It's a pleasure. So it's going to be a good conversation, I can tell. <laughs> so where do you start on this journey of entrepreneurship? Oh, I started on this journey when I was six or seven years old on the market stalls of Liverpool, England with my dad, who was a, a market trader, buying, selling, getting people interested in what you're selling or not. That whole journey from being freezing cold in the depths of winter in ice cold market stall of Liverpool. I hated that part of it, but the actual <laughs> buying, selling entrepreneurship, you know, I would then take the things that my dad was selling on the market stall a couple of years later, and I'd be selling things to my friends in school and getting told off by the teachers because I wasn't focusing on my schoolwork. I was too busy making money, right? You know, ma making money. We're talking about <laughs> lunchtime snacks, right? So that was where I got my beginning and it's never stopped since. Well, that's fun. So what kind of guided you to the marketing? I kind of fell into business because it, you know, I was naturally do buying and selling things from a young age, watching what my dad did and, and learning and playing and getting excited by that. And I fell into the, the mode of business and then I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't really enjoy finance and accounts and HR and all of those things. F for me, I just found them really difficult, if I'm honest. And then I had a class on marketing and it was like, oh, what, really? We, th this is a thing? This is a thing where we just get to play and have fun and be creative. And I was like drawing pictures of inventing chocolate bars and fruit drinks and all kinds of stuff in the lessons. And it was like, what, I can just do this and a living? Wow, is this even possible? So that was where that was the beginning of the journey into marketing and then clicking that with the psychology of the stuff that I'd learned on the market stalls of how you get people's attention and all of that. It was like, oh, wow, this is the th this could be my thing. This could be it. Got me excited. Are you still that excited today? Oh, 100 percent more than ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you definitely know you chose a good one then. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I guess it's evolved, though, because initially it was my excitement learning marketing, you know, and I, oh, I, I want to study it and then teach it and all of that. And then it evolved as I evolved and it became more of seeing the light in other people's eyes when they get it, when they get it mm -hmm. and they get that same light bulb of, oh, really, it's that easy. It can be that easy for me. You know, and have and that, and then that was just wow. That was Spark 2.0 for me, seeing that light in others. Mm. Yeah. So you focus on business coaches as kind of your niche. Is who? Is they, there's another area in there too, isn't there? Yeah. It it tend 
I work a lot with coaches, but it tends the common thread tends to be people who are looking to make a difference in the world, to deliver change to people's lives, to fulfill a calling. They're on a mission. They have a purpose. They want to make a change for good. And so it tends to be heart-centered, mission-driven entrepreneurs, a lot of whom are coaches. So what are you doing to get noticed by them, to get in front of them? What a great question. What a great question. <laughs> and some, something that all of us do, and I am guilty of this, is we do what we think we should do to get noticed. And that, when I first set out to be a coach and set up a coaching practice, I looked at what other coaches were doing. I knew marketing, so I understood how marketing worked. But I just kind of went out with messages that I felt I should say or things that I thought was expected to me of me to say and to share and didn't get any traction. Nothing worked. It was hard work. And when I realized that the best way for me to get traction is nothing to do with marketing, it's a invisible energy with which we show up in everyday life and showing up and being me unashamedly owning the fact that I had a multi-million dollar business and it went bust and I lost everything owning the fact that I'm a very imperfect at what I do inarticulate not great at so many things owning that and sharing me authentically my approach my interpretation of age-old wisdoms when I figured out or started experimenting doing that was when everything changed and so for me it was being this it doesn't really sound like marketing, does it? But it was being this truest expression of me and, and then putting my interpretation on the marketing information from that perspective rather than, oh, I'm marketing here. I need to talk about something specific about marketing. Does that make sense? It does, in a nutshell. <laughs> Basically, mm -hmm. instead of doing what you felt like other people were doing and what you should do, you went with basically your gut, which with what you felt like you, you should be doing. Yeah, because often we discount the things that make us us, don't we? The personal experiences, right. the things that make us, we are a unique expression of consciousness, each one of us, no matter how much or little experience we have of this life. And so we often discount those unique experiences and that uniqueness. So when somebody shares the rawness of them, and we see this all the time in viral videos of this rawness can be very emotional. It can be quite extreme in that sense. But when somebody shares the realness of them, that's what we mean by authenticity, by being authentic. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of information and the kind of more of a way of being and a way of showing up in the world where all the difference is made. Did you feel like you had some like, self-resistance on doing that aspect of it of like being the raw every day and still do i still feel like a, <laughs> i still feel like a bumbling idiot virginia I still i still feel incompetent like a fraud like a failure like an imposter every day those things are there right but when you this is where the why is important because when you attach your life's meaning to something that is bigger and greater than yourself then you continue. So Nietzsche says that one of my favorite quotes, he who has a strong enough why can bear almost any how. 
And that's so powerful because if we are driving for something bigger than us, we continue when those thoughts and doubts appear, which they inevitably do for all of us. Right, because we're going to hit a lot of those. Every day. If we're not hitting those things, then we're no longer living and breathing, right? <laughs> You'd kind of say that your best advice on overcoming the critical voice or the self-doubt aspect or feeling like a fraud, let's say, would just be focus on your why and do it anyway. Absolutely. Because if you focus on your why, and often our why isn't always just about us, it's about the people that rely on us, the people around us. And it's about this feeling, this sense that we have of wanting to be a force in the world for us. And if you focus on that, it becomes easy then to know the reason that you're doing it. Actually, interesting that you ask it like that, because what I think it does is it takes you out of the equation and if we can get out of the way and not concern ourselves with thoughts of not being able to articulate our thoughts, being an imposter, being a failure, all of these fear-based things that come up for us. If it's not about us, it doesn't matter how I articulate these words because it's about how the words are received. So no longer am I worried or concerned about me in all of that. I don't matter in any of that. All that matters is the the sentiment and the energy and the love and the knowing that you can make that difference that you want to make. If you can feel that, the way I say it, the, the words I use are irrelevant. And then again, that's where the authenticity comes in. Exactly. Because, you know, people kind of go, oh, the word authentic, it's overused in marketing, isn't it? So much, <laughs> so overused. And uh, ne never really knew what it meant until somebody said to me, if only you I could get out of my own way or I read it somewhere, or I heard it somewhere. And it was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm in my own way. So the only thing stopping you getting that exposure, stopping you resonating with your tribe is being in your own way and going, do you know what? I'm not going to record that piece of content because I'm a little bit scared of how I come across or I'm, I'm worried what that person might think or I'm concerned about how I sound or how I look. So I won't do it. That's the worst thing you can do, isn't it? Right. <laughs> so when you show up and you share, where are you doing that at? Obviously on podcasts. Do you have like a Facebook group that you're doing it at? Do you do it on Instagram? Yeah, I, I, I'm not particularly active on social media, to be fair. I have a community of people in a Facebook group. I have a network of people that I work with closely as a coach, as a support, as a guide for them on their journey. And then I also run the same kinds of support in a close-knit mastermind community, groups of people that I help to support as they're building their version of what making a difference looks like for them. So how did those people find you? From a purely kind of exposure traffic marketing mode or marketing head on for a second here, then most people find me through, I actually teach an organic search process. So if you search value ladder in Google or you search an email nurture sequence in Google, then you'll find my content. That content is value-based content that then invites you to give your email address in exchange for a lead magnet or an opt-in or a freebie, you know, these kinds of free valuable content. It then follows up with an email sequence that sends you more videos of me sharing information about the thing that you just downloaded and then a series of email marketing 
automations happen in the background that try to build relationship, share with you the loss of my business, some stories from the market stalls, some information about how clients are rocking their businesses as, as a result of the work we're doing together. And the goal of that is to a build relationship. Yeah, yeah. Cold traffic nurture. Yeah. A lot okay. of referrals. Do you get those too? The greatest source of any level of new business is people that already know, like, and trust you that have already got amazing results. Because if they refer somebody, then they, they leapfrog that process of having to learn who you are, figure mm -hmm. out that you're real and you're genuine and you actually know your stuff and you can actually get the results. So you're able to borrow a lot of that credibility with referrals. It's really powerful. What are a couple of your big goals that you're looking to achieve in the next year or two? So I've got three books that I'm in the process of writing, Virginia. I started one. I got so excited about it that I started another two. And so they're all at different phases of writing. Yeah, they're my main area of focus over the next six to 18 months, should we say. So are you self-publishing them? For the first one, yes, I am self-publishing and then I'm speaking to some agents about taking things to a bigger stage, if you like, from book number two onwards. Yeah. Okay. So how would those books change your business? Yeah. The core of my business is basically sharing with people how we are all marketers and marketing is an easy process that anybody can do if they do it right. And by doing it right, we've just spoke about how you do it right by showing up as you, not pretending to be somebody or something that you're not. And so that core is basically what I do as a coach. The idea of the books is that it takes the tools and the mechanisms and the strategies that I share with my coaching client to a bigger audience so that more people can change the world doing what they love to do. Do you feel like there's a roadblock stopping you from getting your goals, getting your books published in the time frame that you want? That's an area that I'm not a writer. It's an area that I really struggle with personally. The, the first book, I mean, I started that two and a half years ago. And it's about 60% complete as a manuscript. And yeah, I find it difficult to show up and do the work because I'm living in service of others and then selfishly neglecting that service to write my book feels very, you know, oh, why are you doing that? Then that little voice comes up and there's that roadblock <laughs> yet again, right? So you say yeah. about... You, you never get past it. It just keeps coming and coming every single day, right? Oh, absolutely. Resistance in spades. What's the best advice that you've ever been given? The best advice I ever received was by a, young, a, a guy that was really instrumental to me in my journey as a young entrepreneur. I think I was only like 18 or 19 at the time. And he said, Colin, life isn't a rehearsal. And those words still to this day resonate with me because... You know, it makes me reconsider when I'm thinking of not sitting and doing the work or not pushing that piece of content out or not having a wonderful conversation. It causes me to kind of reflect and go, come on, you can do this. You can do this. I really like that. It's not a rehearsal. <laughs> no redos. <laughs> yeah, no redos. You don't get to do it again. When you know that, how would you show up differently now? How would you show up differently in the next hour, in the next day, knowing that you're not going to get to do it again. You're never going to get that chance. The only one that you've got is the one that's in front of you right now. I'm writing off of that. What's the best advice that you've ever given? As a marketing coach, one of the most important things that any of us can do is to ask the question why and then link that to 
what Stephen Covey says when he says, start with the end in mind. What's the end goal? What does success look like? What's the outcome? When we link those two things together, then fireworks explode, magic happens because we are making our way through this world with intent, with a purpose, with a mission. So always asking why. Be good with self-reflection question too. And just like it might help with the busy work rather than like the, the work that's more meaningful. Yeah, because we, have, we all have to do a mix of that, don't we? That's inevitable. We all have to do that. But then just reaffirming and taking time to reflect and ask yourself why. It just makes it so much easier. It'd also be like a good navigational check too. Absolutely. Still on the course that you want to be on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and the other thing is it changes. The course changes. The course that you have at 25 is different to the one that you have at 30, at 35, and that's okay. That's okay. But if you consistently yeah, reflect, yeah, you, you can adapt with it, can't you? Is there anything that you would like to share with us that we haven't talked about yet? I think we've touched on the big thing, right? This idea of finding that why, that calling, that purpose, that spark. And I, I suppose from a practical marketing perspective, because that's very lofty, very vision and spiritual oriented, isn't it? From a very practical perspective, you may consider, well, who would value those things that you are looking to make a change in? Who would benefit from your skills? Who would benefit from you being authentically you and sharing your unique interpretation of the world? And when you do that, it opens up so many doors to who your target audience is. So this thing about finding your niche or having a focus with what you do. Again, it's pivotal in getting exposure. So my world is really quite small. I don't have huge followings on social but I have a super successful busting at the seams coaching practice with a small audience because it's very focused on who I serve and who I don't serve. And so marrying your why question with whom would benefit, who would value what it is that you do is a great extension of that question. I really enjoyed our time together today, Colin. Thank you so much. Where can people go to kind of find out more about you and what you do? So you can go to colinscotland.com or awakencreator.com and all of the info that you might need is on there. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Have a great day and we'll keep in touch. Thanks, Virginia. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review and I'll catch you on the next episode.